0: Let me go ahead and get that get this started up. But uh yeah, man. Uh baby's gonna be sleeping and I have somewhere to be at four o'clock, so hopefully we cool. don't find a way to rant and rave about something for long ex-
1: yeah,
0: we manage. We manage. This is true for a long extensive period of time. So. Oh
1: man. So we got some uh, we got some goodies for you guys this week. We're gonna try and keep it nice, short, and concise because we're trying to hit Marianos before they close everything down. And what I t- don't mean the store, I mean like the restaurants.
0: Oh, okay, okay. When, what time did they close, normally?
1: I don't know, but uh, if you go on a weekday, they're usually, like, packing up or it's, you know, just scraps by, like, 7 o'clock.
0: Okay. So, to that, get that's the, on a
1: weekday, you know?
0: Yeah. You were, well, I mean, I know you had the job and all of everything like that, but you are very familiar with the the schedule when it comes to Did Mariano's. I tell you that story that
1: uh, yeah, I were. think I might have, where I walked in there with a clipboard and it yeah, yeah, was yeah. suddenly, like, super nice to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. um, Mariano's is a
0: really cool place, man. Not to say that. They don't value their customers. They absolutely do, but do. when you seem to have some sort of authority over them,
1: when you look like an auditor, yeah, <laughs> you know, people are gonna shape it up. There's actually this um, security company, and they do like IT security, right? Yeah, and that's a very like delicate field because you know everything's on the internet now. And so I was reading one of their posts, and they were doing. Uh, uh, they, they essentially come in and they're like a penetration tester company. So they come in and try to fuck your shit up and expose your shit. Yep. So they went into a bank, right? The bank hired them and they're like, hey, break in. So what, what did they do? One guy came in with a ladder and a clipboard. And he's like, hey, I'm here for maintenance. Can you take me to the safe room? No resistance. At all. At all. Yeah, it's crazy. And then like that was one of the things that they said was that you'd be surprised how far you could get if you come in with a a button down on a clipboard. You know, like people don't ask questions. And that was one of the things that they did, and they did this whole crazy evaluation and stuff. And, you know, they get away with all sorts of wacky stuff, but it's like a team of seven people. It's a real small company, but they make big bank because, you know, if like a massive corporation hires you on and they're like, hey, show us where our problems are, and then they expose everything. Like another thing they do too is that they have a, I can't remember what the hashtag was on Twitter, but they have this whole massive like page where they'll like hashtag it and it's um it's people that leave their ids exposed so a lot of times you'll see like an id on like a belt loop Mm -hmm. you know and so they'll take a picture of the dude's id and now they have all the information and they'll fucking put it up on twitter and it's like awareness and prevention
0: well it's funny because like um how they want these companies want you to have your id exposed like at all times but they don't understand the repercussions of somebody getting their hands on it you know what i mean well
1: i ups wasn't like that you just needed to get it in and out now
0: you were supposed to have it exposed we just never enforced it
1: yeah uh, you know now that you mention it yeah my job i i don't even use my id to get into the door i just i have a hard key yeah and you know granted i work in corporate and if you work in like the locations it's going to be a little bit different there. yeah but yeah man. i just think it's super interesting
0: yeah definitely all right buddy so uh you ready to get this ready get this to rock and roll
1: let's get this boat rolling
0: What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 101. Oh, 110. 110, 110. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> right, dyslexic moment there, I'm sorry. Um, it is a relatively nice day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois today. It's starting to feel like spring, Gabe.
1: Yeah, man. When it was uh, 60 earlier in this week, I was like, board charts, let's go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: definitely. And uh, I guess, it, like, went by Wednesday, it's supposed to be like 65 or something. That's nice, man. Yeah. That's good. We can use the break. That's a good working weather. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we're back. So, uh, i got a story it's it's not like overly funny but it's something that me and adrian had a good chuckle over so um adrian picked me up from work right and we had some time it was like maybe like eight forty-five or whatever so we went to go pick up the baby because obviously my mom was watching her right We went to go pick up the baby and then uh we're driving down harlem right we're like oh pop bellies it's been a while right let's go to pop bellies so we go and uh, by this time it's like maybe like nine ten right so we get there and and I'm walking towards the door and I see the, the people working inside and I look at the door and it's like nine ten, and I'm like, shit, I close at nine. But there's this moment where they look at me, I look at them and there's like this frozen kind of moment where they're like, oh man, is he going to try to come in here even though it's 10 minutes after closing? and i'm like oh man am i really gonna be that guy who tries to come in 10 minutes after closing <laughs> so i look and i just like snap my fingers and walk back the other direction and they were stoked but as i get into the car i realized they run towards the door and lock it because they didn't close the door yet oh my god so if i so if i walked in technically they would have to like serve me i guess but they're like i said there was like this moment of that's it? <laughs> that moment of panic the deer in the headlights look where they're like did anybody
1: lock the <laughs> fucking
0: door no so like i said they definitely we made eye contact and i'm I'm like, I'm not going to be that That's guy. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Man. So I turned around and, like I said, as, as we were pulling away, I'm like, oh, look at that. They didn't close the door. Me and John had a good laugh over it. We thought it was kind of yeah,
1: funny. Yeah, actually has a really nice assortment of uh, quote unquote secret menu items. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, man. Have you have you fucked around with any of that? I, I had the Lucky
0: Seven. I think what, you recommended that yeah, one. Yeah, how'd you like it? It was pretty good. The thing was stacked, huh? Because the thing is, like, I like Pop Bellies. I think it's pretty good. But yeah. the only problem is I have an issue, or when I go, they, it tends not to fill me up like all the way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like 75% full. And I'm like, ah, I'm going something else after the fact. but Get some soup. But with the, yeah, well, there's that. But the Lucky 7 gets me gets me all the way full. So, yeah. So that's good.
1: The Lucky seven's like almost everything on the menu, man. It's crazy. Basically, every I piece like of the, meat they have. Uh, I like the Sicilian. They take the Italian, crack it open, toss some meatballs and marinara sauce in there. Ooh. And that just hits all the good points I want, you know. What is it called? The Sicilian. What's it again? It's the Italian sub. But they crack it open and they toss in meatballs and marinara sauce. Huh. Yeah. You yeah. got to try that shit, man. Yeah, that, that's, that's I don't funny. think I've gotten anything else at Pop Ellie's for a very long time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to do that. I'm going to have to look into that then. Yeah, man. All right, man. That's so true. we have a little bit of an agenda here today. Um, it is St. Patrick's Day, right? Yeah. Is it officially St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. Today's official. Well, happy St. Patrick, Patrick's official. Day. It's officially official. So all my Irish folks out there. Me, not Irish, don't care. But if you are, happy St. Patrick's Day. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So. Let's go ahead and get into the agenda. Uh, we got movies and TV starting off with... So, Looking for Alaska, this is uh, something that I hold near and dear to my heart, right? Yeah. Did you read this? Yes, did. I did. did.
1: I I enjoyed John Green's work. I think this is probably my favorite of his works. I think that's very easy yeah. to say. Yeah. I think it was a very good story, especially if you read it like in high school. Like, I did. You know, that shit was super... like. Relevant to yeah, you, yeah, definitely, know, it definitely a different way.
0: Absolutely, it definitely hit you all in all the right spots because you were like can relate almost. Yeah,
1: you were also like sexually awkward and you know, yeah, absolutely, like that element absolutely,
0: to yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's like I would probably agree with you. This is probably my favorite John Green book, pretty pretty easily. I didn't read the new one though, because like I got maybe because I had the audio book, I got maybe i don't know like an hour into it and like the narrator just really irritated me I, I got you i didn't find the narrator we need
1: some more sam l jackson narrating audiobooks and morgan freeman
0: what well, no, i'm not i don't mean the narrator of the the, the audio i mean the character the main character of the book Oh, okay yeah. i got you the main character of the book got on my nerves so um i just I, I fell out of it i don't read books i don't have the time to really do it but audiobooks like the best way to do it for me because mm-hmm. uh, when i do have dead time i don't have time to rip out a book because i got to work, working on different things but you know what i mean Audiobooks are the way they go for that. And that's why I do podcasting. Hello. Um, but um, so, yeah, apparently, um, this you know, there's been back and forth with the rumors recently that, um, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to get a movie. Blah, blah, blah. It's been like that ever since um, The Fault in Our Stars came out. Well, it turns out, I guess, that uh, Hulu got a hold of it and got a hold of all the rights. And they decided that they're going to do a little mini series of, of the whole thing, which I'm totally on board with. Cool. How do you feel about it?
1: Um, This is one of those things where I don't. Think I would necessarily need a uh, script to screen translation. Yeah, but I think it'll be nice. Absolutely, to have that kind of refresher, because it's been a while since I read it. Yeah, and I'm sure it's been a while for a lot of people too. Absolutely. Um, I think it really comes down to because you know Hulu's got money. They they got the writers and all that stuff. I think it comes down to are they going to do an accurate representation of what we all had in our heads? You yeah, because like i said like we all kind of put ourselves in oh boy's shoes it was like that awkward yeah you know sexually confused guy coming coming into fruition and this like super hot out of his league girl you know and that's kind of a little bit different for everybody depending on your life experiences so i think it depends on i think a good chunk of it is going to be directing style and actor choice yeah
0: definitely and uh, now like i don't think uh necessarily looking for alaska what a story was a story that could translate in a, in a two-hour movie so like i said you know fault in our stars probably in the middle tier as far as you know john green books yeah give or take yeah but um i think that that one was kind of rushed it, it hit all the points but there's there were some things they could elaborate it on and they kind of chose not to because obviously the time limit and
1: series and like original series are just the way to go now absolutely you have more time to develop and and everything you know you just have more time in general period
0: absolutely and um yeah, man, you got to think back on all, because obviously the wave probably 10 years ago, 15 years ago was, oh, yeah, we got to make a movie. We got to we make, gotta a, make movie. a movie
1: and then a dozen sequels. Exactly. Absolutely. That. You yeah. know, and like Alaska comes back from the dead after the car crash looking for. Spoiler um, alert. I <laughs> mean, come on, man. The novel's like, what, eight years old at this point? It's right? probably
0: older than that. Yeah. Definitely. But well,
1: uh, yeah, man, I like think about this. Like what's easier to do to sit down and watch The Godfather or to sit down and watch like six episodes of a half hour TV show? This right. Is tr- this is true.
0: You know, yeah. I love the Godfather.
1: Yeah. You know, and I'd say that Trump's a majority of TV shows out yeah. there. Uh, but there's just one that's much easier to digest yes. and process.
0: Yeah. It's definitely the, the digest is the key word there. Cause like you said, it, granted you might, it might be a more rewarding experience to sit down and watch the Godfather, but it's so much easier to sit down and, and be able to pause at any time. Kind of, you know yeah, what I
1: mean? You could literally pull out whenever you want. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah. she said. Yeah, but I uh, wouldn't know
0: nothing about that. Yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is. But, um, so yeah uh i'm kind of looking forward to it like you said i mean there's details that they can get into that they wouldn't be able to like necessarily allow yeah. to do
1: as long as we have an accurate representation that's all i'm kind of looking forward to yeah because, you know this is a novel that it, i mean means a lot you
0: know yeah it was incredibly successful pulitzer prize winner you know it, it did a it did a good job so
1: very cool looking forward to it we, got, right. a, we got an estimated date or still kind of talking uh, about
0: right now it's up in the air so um gotcha. all right so let's go ahead and move along so you probably haven't seen it i imagine um I got some choice prime prime cut choice words for this. Okay. Some
1: I... USDA grade A comments.
0: All right, so let's go ahead. Was this
1: necessary? And all right. So for everybody that has no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> is this Avengers Endgame trailer drop. Yeah. Was this at all necessary? I feel like they're just giving away more and more of the movie.
0: I think it was still incredibly vague. They showed a lot of a large portion of this um trailer was old clips things that already happened so i'm not really it
1: it just feels kind of i get it you're trying to generate hype because the movie's coming out real soon and this and that but at the end of the day it was like is this you know did this do anything
0: i mean yeah it got me hyped yeah
1: (laughs) i like hawkeye's haircut yeah that was kind of (laughs) cool uh
0: but like i said it was all previous footage a lot of a large portion of it probably half of it was the least previous previous footage so i'm not really harping on it too bad i do like the tagline the whole whatever it takes thing i do like that i think it's uh kind of setting the, the stage and kind of showing you the stakes of everything if you haven't really grasped that this is important. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but I like the trailer. I thought it was good, but the poster is fucking beautiful. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's it? a good-looking poster, Have definitely. You took a look at it then? Yeah. Uh, I do like it. Um, I guess there was some backlash because the woman who plays, I, her name slips me, the Wakandan bodyguard lady, her name slips me at the moment. Uh, her, her name wasn't on the marquee or whatever, but some people freaked out about it even though There's she's on the poster. yeah i guess yeah um but kind of a minor thing but i did enjoy it i think it was a interesting uh you know kind of a look at what's going to happen and still incredibly vague uh i wouldn't necessarily give away any major story beats and their stuff that they're hiding definitely but um yeah i liked it i thought it was good should be
1: fun man this uh this whole movie train's about to take way the fuck off in the next coming weeks yeah definitely we got like the one for us is hellboy i'm definitely gonna go see that i'm happy for that you know Uh and then we got you know avengers then we got uh dark phoenix and then we get you know it just steamrolls like Whoa. tarantino this and that and all this shit's gonna start the, flying from
0: off. from this point on heading into the summer it's gonna be real good yeah, real good. it's
1: gonna be a good movie or i think so it's gonna be like 96 again but uh okay <laughs> yeah should be interesting my whole thing right now with avengers is and you know i'm not gonna get into the whole why i'm not this and that I'm just kind of curious What the direction is going to be After, after. Yeah Yeah uh, I think Because this is 10 plus years of bullshit Yeah If you want to call it that If no. you want to sum that up yeah. It's like what are you going to do now Are you going to make a whole other 10 year phase I don't know Is this genre going to last Another 10 years Definitely You think so 100% We'll see
0: Means it's last the previous 10
1: yeah, but it's easier to look back and reflect than it is to look into the future and predict.
0: Not necessarily. I mean, um, there's things that we could hit on. I mean, I think as far as some of the major people, like some of the, the storylines that have come, I think they're going to come to an end.
1: I think they're going to start spacing out these movies better, man. Yeah. Two or three years is going to like really seriously start wearing people down.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's part of the the problem because it was like what it was formerly like what a once a year kind of a deal. Once which a year was, a deal. Was, now where you it's get like, an
1: Iron Man or a Captain America yeah. or. Or back in the day, like you got a Hulk movie. Remember the Hulk movies? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now it's like two a year, and yeah, you get one of the main storyline, then you yeah. get like an origin or a side, side spin-off, yeah. and then how it integrates. And yeah, man, it, I'm just saying, like they they got to do something because if they keep going at the pace it's at, I don't think it's gonna last ten years. We'll see. I think you'll get five out of it if you keep going, if you keep steamrolling. And they do have a year break after in 2020, I think. After this, the next Spider Man movie, there is like a year gap
0: for now so yeah for now <laughs> yeah we'll see what they got captain marvel too yeah well i i saw something on the internet well one of my buddies on the internet said something that i thought was pretty good uh pretty interesting as far as like the outlook he's like well it's not so much that these movies are bad he's like i just want to see these actors who are all very very talented to do something else you're like rdj what has he done
1: not really iron man in the past 10 years that's what i'm saying Tra- i think traffic thunder that was 2008
0: that was 2008. like right when the whole before the whole thing took off you know what i mean yeah. and granted you know hemsworth does his own thing and But Chris Evans originally hasn't done a whole lot. Like, there's a lot of good actors and actresses. Scarlett Johansson, what has she really done since taking on the whole Black Widow thing?
1: average movies.
0: Yes. You know, I I think that's probably the the most uh, interesting part of the whole thing is that, you know, maybe these guys can be free to do something else. And,
1: you know, I'm not one to defend the whole Big Mouse thing, but... Why would you do anything else if Disney's paying you real good?
0: This is true. But well, it's not I mean, yeah, I guess you're yes, you're right about that. But You know,
1: like like think about it like why would you at this point take up a part-time job and use up all that extra energy when you already have one good paying job? You know, some people need it, others don't. It really depends on your predicament and your situation. Absolutely. And like I said, man, I'm not one to be like, oh, you know, Disney, Disney. But you got to look at it from a logical standpoint. Well, if Chris Evans can get by with $20 million a year on that very tiny, small budget, then why not?
0: Why do uh, five movies a year when you can he's do one? He's probably making more than 20 million at this point. No, no, I don't want to say he's making that much. but Because I think um, at this point, Brie Larson's is the highest paid of all of them, actually. Yeah. Yeah, she got lucky, I guess. She got. In, I think she got in at the right time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think it's but, fair. But,
1: like, you feel me? Like, you're scheduled no. to do, like, one or two movies for three months out of the year. Yeah. And no, you're for right. The other nine, you could just lay back and hang out. Well, I'm sure he has, like, a workout regimen and stuff, but for the most part, kind of do what you want.
0: Why do uh, five little movies when you could do one really big one and your catch, catch oh, paid? Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, Brie Larson's going to kind of be the face of this thing moving forward, you know? Yeah. Because obviously, the whole being paid the most thing, and she's kind of.
1: Yeah, she's going to be the, the, the new cap, the new poster boy. Yeah. The poster, poster girl. girl. Yeah. Uh, so uh, speaking about poster boys and girls, um, James Gunn is back for Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Theory. double. It's double N by the way. You put yeah. N. I know. <laughs> I know. I see that. Thank you, Google Docs, for pointing out my mistake. <laughs> um, so this was kind of an interesting development well, because nobody wanted to do the movie without him. None of the actors did. Was that was that why they did it? Uh, I'm sure it's a mix of a little bit of everything. Because James Gunn did go out and apologize and this and that. And granted, they were tweets from 10 years ago and this whole digging up your like graveyard of mm-hmm. bullshit which you know like i said be careful what you put out there because it's going to come back and bite you in the ass but it's you know i think dave batista and chris pratt and everybody else was kind of like we're not doing it unless he's writing it and that's the stand they took so it was like halted and so now here's we're in this interesting predicament where he's like a josh brolin now he's slated he's still doing suicide squad too
0: okay so that, that was my question yes,
1: he's still doing that and so production and the the whole process of Guardians of the Galaxy three is gonna resume, once once that's wrapped. Okay. I so don't... he's directing for DC and Marvel right now. Is he the first one to cross, cross... I, th- well, directorial
0: wise, I think so. Didn't Josh Whedon do something? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think he crossed I over mean, at some point to do something. Maybe, maybe fin- an animated. Finished? No, he finished the production of something because Zack Snyder's kid died or something like that. Remember? I don't think I do, man. But oh, I'm yeah.
1: sure if it's gonna be anyone, it's probably gonna be him. You know. Yeah. Him or Snyder, but Marvel's not trying to ruin any more movies. Um, so I just think this was probably a, the best move for the movie. Yeah, He's been there. It's kind of his, his love child. Yeah. yeah. And granted, you know, those jokes were very ill in taste. But if you can't joke about anything and everything, then you can't joke at all.
0: Well, I think, granted, you know, he's not a comedian, but com- comedy is kind of safe from those things because the whole point is to be offensive <laughs>
1: no definitely not No, yeah. no man no no way no comedy is not safe
0: yeah comedy is like the. it should the, be safe it should be yeah
1: comedy is like the trench warfare right now Pe- people are going after motherfuckers
0: well they can be after jokes. them all they want but that the point like like a joey diaz like he's going to be crude that's the point if you don't want to no be-
1: I, I'm, I'm totally with you there yeah. i'm just
0: stating the fact
1: that comedy isn't what it was 10 years ago when like the boondocks was airing on TV and Dave Chappelle was saying all this shit yeah, and man. motherfuckers got away with wild stuff back in the day. But now it, everybody's cracking down and they're like, Hey, that was fucking offensive. Get off stage.
0: I was looking back at, uh, old, um, like people have compilations of old machinima respawn. They said shit that was just like, you know, like that they wouldn't would, fly today. They would get, they would make rape jokes and like shit that just would not fly. Today. Yeah, man.
1: Very different atmosphere, you know, 10 years ago, even five years ago, honestly. But, um, this whole James Gunn thing, kind of bringing it back full circle, I mm-hmm. think is the best move for the movie because it'd be kind of sad and honestly kind of awkward to see him not cap off this trilogy.
0: It's 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 that, and I think um, it have been really easy if any like minor issues that maybe somebody would have had with the next one moving forward, like story wise.
1: Like,
0: exactly, yeah, and I you think know. you avoid that at least because well, even then, man,
1: you get a new director, a new writer. It's not going to be the same movie. Yeah, you and I can write. You and I can you know spitball ideas here and come up with a hey write a movie about x y and z and you and i are going to have two completely different scripts yeah we're going to have similar elements because we think similarly but our scripts are going to be too wildly very you know definitely and and that's the thing i i think because like i said he did drop an apology everybody was kind of on his side about this and uh it's good to see him back now i'm kind of curious to see if marvel's like yeah, we'll bring it back, but you can't do any more DC stuff. I'm curious to see if that's going to be a new like I don't think amendment they, in his contract. I don't think
0: they can do that because they're the one that terminated the agreement originally. I think he the ball is in his court in this particular situation.
1: Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I, I don't know if you signed anything yet, so I can't give you like This is true. Can't give you like concrete we stuff. Yeah, we don't have any of that, but yeah. So yeah, I think um I think Guardians is um kinda like I don't want to say it's separate from the whole MCU. It's definitely think, its own thing, but I think you could
0: watch that without being totally absorbed by
1: everything else. Absolutely, yeah. Because you know?
0: well, I think that's the whole. That's the whole point. The whole epicness of being able to kind of literally slide over to a different galaxy is—you don't really have to worry about what's going on on Earth necessarily, you know. Very you know? cool. And now it's like its own thing. Now it's all combined, but oh, yeah, eventually they're gonna go do the whole
1: Guardians thing. thing was hilarious. It was a D tier comic that yeah. blew the fuck up. Absolutely. Anyway, let's talk some gaming. So, um, I don't know if you saw this.
0: Oh, no, I don't even know what this is.
1: Okay, so uh, the Master Chief Collection ah. <laughs> is coming to PC. And it's kind of a big deal. I know you don't like give a shit about you know, Microsoft or Halo or any of that, but it is kind of a big deal because it's, we haven't got an official Halo game on PC since Halo 2, and that was terrible on PC. And so now we're getting a four-game bundle on PC, and this is what everybody wanted. This has been like the whole massive thing. When they announced the Master Chief Collection, which was Halo 1, 2, and 3 it f- four years ago, three or mm-hmm. four years ago, it was a wreck. It dropped like a shit show. It had a terrible launch, this and that, so many bugs. But now they finally got back on track. They fixed it. I spoke about this like late last year. And it's coming to PC, which is what everybody wanted. And so it's going to be Halo Reach, Halo 1, 2, and 3. This shit's going to be wild. Are, and, are they working on a new Halo? Uh, Yeah, they're working on Halo Infinite. Halo but, Infinite. Yeah, and I have issues with everything past... Halo
0: Reach, meaning four and five, and probably infinite. What was the la- last one? Was called Guardians. Yeah, Halo Five Guardians. How and... many time? Like how many um, like generic titles are they gonna roll with? You know what I mean?
1: Well, you know when you lose most of your OG writers and directors, and you know most of your OG team, shit's gonna happen. Shit's gonna go south. It's true. It's really upsetting because like at this point now, everything outside of like the Halo games is literally the best Halo experience you could get. Like, the books are phenomenal. The movies are great. Literally everything but the current state of the games, you know? And it's kind of sad. But I'm glad the MCC is coming to PC, and I'm sure they're going to allow for cross-platform play between Xbox and PC because, you know, Microsoft, and they don't really give a shit. Yeah. Like Sony, I'm not going to get into that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good, man. I don't know if this will qualify for Game of the Year just because it's a re-release almost. A remaster, re-release collection. So I don't uh, know if it'll I, I, truly I qualify.
0: That's a timing thing. I think it really depends on the person because I think uh, right now, for a lot of people, Resident Evil 2 is kind of up there for game of the year. But yeah,
1: you know, and some people are gonna be like, oh, well, you can Resident Evil 2, but you did not Master Chief Collection. Yeah. Well, Resident Evil 2 is not only a remaster; it's a whole like kind of reimagining. Yeah, and this an, is true. And a whole update. You know, you're jumping from Windows XP to Windows 10 kind of thing.
0: I think it's even bigger than that, dude. Yeah, your, your uh, you haven't played it; you don't understand. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but. The fact that MCC was dropped already, like this state was dropped three years ago, was to disqualify, even though it's redropping. You know, that's kind of my mentality of it. I will, however, be buying this. I am very excited, and I'm glad to play through the campaigns with my buddies again because those are some of the best stories. You know, some of that shit was really good. The Halo lore is vast and yeah. excellent. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Cool. I mean, teeth around. Like I said, uh, as far as now, I think I've mentioned this previously on the podcast before, but as far as like. Uh, envy when it comes to the PlayStation side to the Microsoft. It was never Halo. Halo never did that for me. It was always Gears of War that I wanted.
1: Gears of War is proper, man. But same boat as Halo now. How the you know first three. Excellent. Great story. Yeah, finished it. Mm-hmm. And then they dropped a prequel. It's like, oh, okay. judgment. Yeah. Issues. And then now you got four five six. Yeah. And granted, we're kind of on this phase where the Halo prequel it was actually pretty fucking good. And I'd say that was arguably the best multiplayer experience that Halo had. Mm-hmm. And that was super controversial when that reached, dropped. That was Reach, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was super controversial when that dropped. But kinda of looking at the state of everything now, it's easy winner.
0: I'm surprised you didn't throw another thing on this agenda this week, gabe What? Uh your boys at Gearbox.
1: Yeah, um, you watch Chicken Run? Have you seen Chicken Run? Yeah. Yeah, those chickens are up to something. <laughs> um, here's the thing.
0: Those chickens are up to something. Here's the
1: thing. Gearbox has been on, under some heat recently, mm. and they've been with Randy Pitchford or Stafford. I can't remember the dude's last name. Um, disgruntled ex-employee, blah, blah, lawsuit, blah, blah, a whole bunch of stuff. Borderlands 3 is in kind of this weird new gaming atmosphere where mm-hmm. if it drops now, I'm sure the sales... Will be great initially, but I don't know if the game will have the same longevity the the first two did, or because we're kind of in that state now. And you got to think like, how is Borderlands three going to make money now? You know, well, you know, buy shift keys, which are you know the premium loot box keys, this and that, and it's it's in a weird space. I don't think that I don't want to say it it won't hold up, but holding up and keeping up are two very different things. Who's the publisher on that? Two K. And you know, Two K money 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 they did uh what was it evolve yeah yeah they remember that shit show i did yeah they that that thing had its saving grace and its dying throws and even that couldn't oh my god i totally forgot about evolve too yeah man because it was such a weird they shut down
0: the servers too it was so um uh polarizing because some people are like oh my god it's so good but other people are like it's a fucking rip off
1: phenomenal idea poor execution like i said man the they went back and they fixed everything but it was too late because people didn't give a shit and they finally said well we can't support this no more and i'm excited if they drop if you know if they announce uh borderlands 3 i'm gonna be
0: excited i love that series what is it about um these publishers that put out sporting games that are so greedy with well because
1: if you can just reface the same game for 10 years in a row and make money hurt
0: why not there's definitely part of it. But it's like the What whole... is the
1: need for a new 2K Madden or FIFA game every year? Players. I'd say I'd say I'd say I'd say I'd say uh 3 years It would be a good cycle.
0: Yes and no. To play cuz I think people want to play as their favorite player and if there's new player, favorite players or rookie then, you know. To- totally feel you. Yeah.
1: totally feel you on that. But what's
0: the need? I me, the, the money I buy a new sporting game like every five years like most. Like this MLB game, I have absolutely no interest because I just bought the last one. Why the fuck do I need it? And honestly, a lot of these people, me, when I create like my own character, I keep that character going until I can't anymore. Until, yeah, until you're bored with the game or you sell it, right? Yeah. So like like I said, the the, pre- the previous MLB game that I bought um, was like 2013 or something like that. Like it had been a long Listen, time. Listen, man,
1: if we're not counting like skating games, I think the last sport game i didn't even buy it i got it as a gift it was like fifa six yeah i think you. Mentioned that's that. 13 years now
0: you don't care about sports though you're, you're... i do i enjoy sports
1: i enjoy watching hockey i enjoy watching soccer contrary to popular belief i don't devote my life to it mm-hmm. i will you know i'll watch a game
0: you're not their consumer though you're not the person that's that... fine yeah
1: that's fine, but we're, we're still in this kind of bubble where...
0: Well, I, I'm saying
1: I am their target <laughs> Like, consumer. imagine this. Imagine if Call of Duty dropped a new game every year. Well, they've been doing that. <laughs> That's the joke. Yeah. yeah. But,
0: uh, <laughs> fuck, what were we talking about? What are this lead art? Oh, it's a 2K to sports. And yeah, so there.
1: Gearbox is... Those chickens are up to something. It's not confirmed Borderlands 3, but by the looks yes. of it, it's a very strong It's definitely thing. Borderlands 3. <laughs> no, it's not, because they dropped something else earlier this week, and I had an N symbol. And it looked like nothing like the font, nothing like this, totally like out of left field. So it might not even be a Borderlands game.
0: Not likely. I think it's Borderlands. You remember Battleborn? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What the fuck was that? Where was Borderlands 3? That was prime time for Borderlands 3. Well, Battleborn was, that whole thing was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm i just not so sure. And I'm a, I'm a Gearbox guy. I like their stuff. I'm just not so sure that it's Borderlands 3. I got a feeling it could be. And I'm hoping it is, but I couldn't give you a concrete answer. Like, if you asked me, like, hey, do you think it's Borderlands 3? I'd be like, "It's gonna be 50-50, man. We're in Not the really. ballpark, but they're also fucking around
0: out there. Yeah. Battleborn. Wow. Yeah. Somebody dropped the battleborn. Uh,
1: so, oh, okay. I put this next one on here. I thought it was pretty interesting. Have yeah, what, you heard of the VR experiment? No. So this YouTuber, whose name I can't remember, I'm so sorry, um, he spent an entire week in virtual reality. Ugh. He literally plugged himself into the Matrix, right? Uh-huh. And so the whole idea was... He's going to be productive in VR. He's going to you know, have his free time, his play time in VR. And he's even going to sleep with the headset on. Ugh. That is insane. So he did a mix between like augmented reality where you can kind of sort of see your room and like the full virtual reality experience and stuff, right? So he spent a week in there, the whole, I think that's like 168 hours of straight headset and all that stuff. And I watched the full video. It was like 10 minutes long, a little bit under. And I thought it was a very interesting experiment. And so he said that, I think some of the conclusions we could draw out of the video were that the meeting people and having like a friend space wasn't that hard to keep nor maintain. And I thought that was kind of an interesting aspect because we're in this kind of state in society where nothing is as what it used to be. You don't necessarily have to have traditional friends in the same sense as sort.
0: You know what I'm saying? Well, I think um, what's this called? Uh, that movie fucking Ready Player One kind of hit off Node. Is it the yeah. Node guys? The Node guys that did it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I think uh, Ready Player 1 we kind of hit up on that, where these people were interacting on this, this fake world more than they were interacting in the real world. Kind of sad, actually. But
1: And, you know, we've kind of been seeing that happen. If you grew up in, like, this generation, you already know what I'm talking about. You had those PlayStation, Xbox, or, you know, whatever friends it was that you're like, you felt like you knew them, but you've never seen their face mm-hmm. type of shit. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then at the end of it, um, You know, the dude goes outside and he's like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, he's like, if you want graphics, you got to go outside, which is funny because I think that's that I said that last week. Right. But he's like, I've never been so happy to smell outside air. And I I was like, damn, you know, you can't replicate that. Yeah.
0: You can't replicate that at all. So as much as they you may like the the, the feel of things, you can't you can't change that.
1: Yeah, man. VR is kind of on the snowball right now and it's getting cheaper and cheaper to get into it. Yeah. But I think we'll we'll see something pretty like Matrix like. I think within our lifetime, I think that's very possible. Would you
0: try to, would you participate in such things or would you stay?
1: I, here's my thing, man, I'll be happy to try it out. But as long as I get to unplug, you know, this is true. Cause you could get pretty damn close to perfect, but you can't replicate what's happening right here, right now in this moment. Yeah. And figure, you know, I've kind of touched on this last week, but how many people, you know, like to hide behind the little mask on Facebook and talk mad shit about any and everything.
0: Mm. Now imagine that in VR. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, uh, I tweeted about this a couple of times throughout the week. Uh, so I was able, fortunate enough to get a uh, code for the Mortal Kombat stress test, right? I signed up for it, got it. Uh, been playing it. I have probably got maybe two or three hours in, right? Not as much time as I would like, but I'm a father. Not the
1: full 80 that you would normally do. But I'm a
0: father now, so I gotta, you know, I gotta do what I gotta do. So, um, let me just touch on a couple of things uh, right.
1: look, talk to me about characters first that's what I want to hear about how do they feel you get three characters right? Baraka, Scorpion, Scarlet
0: correct uh, I'm gonna get there let me get there all right. All right. let me talk about the netcode Se- flawless seamless well that's good because that was a big issue with X it feels like you're in the same room that's how good it is so obviously the point of this is to no like input lag no delays nothing it, Very, very little if at all noticeable like you can't like it's from a casual standpoint. Yeah, you can't. I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure it's gonna feel silky smooth when somebody's actually in the room with you, right? Then you'll be able to tell the difference. But obviously, I don't have a frame of reference because I've played only online, right? So the netcode is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, I'm sure that was like number one or two priority. Absolutely, that was that was the first thing they had. So that's number one. Uh, number two, let's talk about visually. It's a fucking beautiful game. Yeah, good looking game. <laughs> it's a good looking fucking game. Uh, I'd never thought we would get to the point where Mortal Kombat the deaths look more realistic than they look right now. So they did a great job with that. Obviously, the sound design, everything looks great, right? All right, now let's talk about these characters. All right. So the the picks of the characters was intentional. They picked these three characters because they are heavy, medium, light. They are completely the opposite of each other. Okay. Now we have a character like Scorpion who is extremely unsafe. You whiff, you die. <laughs> All right? That bad? It, it, Holy shit. It, well, the problem is is that especially with a Baraka, okay, let me talk about Scorpion. He is very unsafe. All right? Like if stranger you Stranger Danger unsafe? Yeah, if you put him in a situation where he whiffs a combo, you're going to get punished because mm-hmm. a lot of his shit has startup and if it's, it's it's negative on block. So if somebody's blocking your shit, you're going to get hit. All right. Now the upside of that is that he's extremely quick, all right? And he has some good overheads, some nice mix-ups. Um So it, know, it
1: sounds like he plays like MKX Scorpion, like Ninjutsu Scorpion. Is he how is he compared to like previous versions that we've seen?
0: I think um He's in the ballpark. I don't think he's as as aggressive as he was cuz I think he has a lot more reach tools than previous Okay. So he has got a little bit of ranging. A little bit of, of range. Ability. He uh he has a, a back two two where it's like a over not an overhead but a low then it goes over to an overhead and it, from the start of the round the first hit might not get you but the second hit will and the natural instinct is to duck and block. Oh, I got
1: you. It. So it's a nice little mid. Yeah, it, it's a mid, it's, it's but it's a the, mix up. Huh? It's a mid so and goes with the low and
0: overhead. Yeah, it's hmm. nice. Um, I, that's usually how I start up every game and just to kind of see how how ready they are for that, right? Um, he's got some good, some good lows. Um, he's got some nice strings. Um, kind of, I want to say out of the three characters that exist currently, he's kind of the, the, the entry point, right? I think Scorpion's always the entry point. I think easy to pick him and sub. Yeah. Usually easiest pickup. Um, like I said, very unsafe though. So if you, if you get black, if somebody knows what they're reading, if they read you well, you're not going to get shit. In. You, you just you're won't.
1: you're going to get poopoo done. Yeah. Uh,
0: the big, uh, one of the biggest changes with him changes with him is um, his spear doesn't stun without the amplify? It, you get him, you pull him in, and then you do like a follow up. But if you amplify, then it stuns them. So that's interesting. That's a change. Uh, that's, that's a big one. That's that spear is so slow, dude. Like it, not like so movie slow. Not so much when um, not so much it coming across the screen, but it coming out. Is so slow.
1: You got hella startup frames.
0: Yeah, it's 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 rough. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Uh Scorpion's probably the one I have the most experience with right now because uh, the other two just don't uh, appeal to my play style. Uh, but Scorpion, that's my review of him. Um, if you can get in, you know you're gonna get some mixed okay. up and you and you're So gonna... it
1: sounds like they made him a little chunkier, slowed him down just a smidge.
0: Everybody's slow. Everybody. Um it's intentional, all right? So he's not as fast as he was, because I think Ninjitsu and hellfire scorpion you were just, lightning fast yeah they were lightning fast he, he would get in combos before you even knew you got hit <laughs> that's <laughs> a fact you right blink yeah yeah that's a fact um he doesn't have that that kind of speed but relatively relative to other characters in this build in this, in this game right now he's fast all right um, there's no dash yeah you, we've covered you, that. well there's a dash but it's really bad <laughs> you could walk faster all right so i think for me, you've seen you've played against me. I'm extremely aggressive and I'm gonna be in your fucking face. And so far with that kind of uh mentality, um You gotta get out of it. Yeah, I gotta I gotta break it. All right. So there's that. Uh Scarlet was probably the, the second character I have the most time with. She is that keep away mid range character, not super combo heavy, but she hits. She hits well. Uh, so like Kenshi in the last game. Yeah. Uh got that range, that nice range. And uh when she gets in, she can hit, she can do some damage, but she needs to get out because she's more of a keep away kind all gorilla warfare hit and run yeah all, all her character all her uh, abilities are very like knock away keep away from me kind of a deal right which is cool uh there's there's a place for characters like that in every fighting game uh mortal Kombat, obviously i don't think we've ever really had a kind of a keep away character like that now
1: a full-blown maybe
0: yeah um you know injustice was filled with those all right and i think that's where a lot of the shortcomings came from uh, there was,
1: was a variant on uh what's his face leather face that was a lot of keep away. I think it was the pretty pretty lady variant where he kept tossing those chainsaws. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it comes down to how you play a per- particular character. Well,
0: course. I feel like, um, and I was telling Adriana this. That's what she's she, built around? Yeah. Adriana asked me, legitimately asked me, she's like, well, so what do you think? And I'm like, um, it's all about, I think the, the, the goal of this game was to make everybody feel as different as possible. You know, obviously there are going to be similarities between some characters, but I haven't found my character yet. And I think that's why uh, I'm struggling uh, because my style is, like I said, is very aggressive, very in your face, no, no room to breathe. That's why I liked Cassie so much because she had the strings that will constantly apply the pressure, will give you the mix ups. And a lot of that shit was safe. <laughs> so um, Scarlett, yeah, the keep away character, all her variants are all kind of keep away. Um, so not really my style, but I get it right now. Baraka, you want to talk about a guy who has like four strings and hits like a fucking mat truck. That's him. <laughs> he hits like a fucking truck. He has his um, his crushing blow. Uh, it's like a like a knee and a kick. Follow-up hits me every fucking time. I don't know what it is about this fucking move. I can't read it. I don't know what it is. Maybe the way it starts up. I don't know. It hits me every fucking <laughs> time. All right. Um, he just hits me. Like, he's probably the most difficult the character I've had the most difficulty against. Because it's just so... He hits so hard and he cuts in so fast. And his objective is to kind of stay in and kind of be that brawler, right? That I'm a fucking... That's
1: interesting because Brecca was usually a very balanced character in previous games. Yeah. He would hit fast but not for super heavy.
0: You know? Yeah, he hits... Trying like, to get out of his strings. Yeah, he hits his fucking, mat, like, a Mack truck. And his, his crushing blows are probably the best in this game because, like I said, that comes out very seamlessly. Uh so yeah, those are the three. Like I said, they were all intentionally picked because they play so different and they feel so different. The hardest matchup being Baraka versus Scarlet, it's very hard to get in. But once you get in, you're in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um there's that. Scorpion, like I said, is kind of that mid that mid balance between the has a little bit of has tools for every engagement, but it's not that he's a jack of all trades. He doesn't have Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. So um it's it's very interesting. You're gonna I think you're gonna I don't know, Gabe. I think you're going to have a very strong opinions about this game when it comes out. Polarizing. I think so. Uh, you now I I'm gonna have, hate it. Now I had fun. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, I don't like, you're not it. answering the question. What? You think I'm going to hate it. I want to say hate it, but I think, uh, you're going to long for the days of X cause it's very different. It, compl- it feels completely different. Gabe. I'm not going to lie to you. Maybe I should wait then.
1: Now I wouldn't pl- say pl- play it after a podcast. See if I want to commit.
0: I want, I, I mean, if you're a fan of the franchise, I think you're going to like it. Right. Um, but it's it's a very it's a different game. It's I think they did a great job with making it feel like a different game, because uh, I think especially with those 3D era games, I think there was a lot of copy and paste, uh, probably like you know.
1: Those games had their novelty in their place in time, and yeah. you know, granted, everybody seems to hate them, but don't tell me that shit wasn't fucking it was it was the, the bee's knees when it came yeah, out. It was absolutely. You know? yeah, absolutely. It was fun. It, It's hard to innovate, especially when you've been doing a lot of good. Yeah in the past couple of years, you know.
0: Now uh, let's talk about nine. So, like nine was a Mortal Kombat game. Back to roots. Back to roots, the way it was supposed. It said, to, you know,
1: "Let's keep the three D graphics, but make it on a two D landscape," yeah. and that changed a lot. Yeah, that that was like the best thing that could have ever happened to this franchise.
0: Now, speed-wise, I think it's closer to eleven, right? I think that's probably the closest thing that we've had in comparison recently. Uh, was you know it feels like nine as far as speed, uh, but there was tons of opportunity for uh fuckery, right? Cuz fighting games have fuckery. That's just the the way yeah, is, absolutely. they're built on it.
1: Are You kidding me that low kick, low kick, low kick?
0: Yeah, there's there's some I, it, there's not a lot of that. Not. No. They they have doing their best to make this as clean, as balanced, as ba- I, I don't want to say balanced, but as clean as possible. Um because I think I think it's the least friendly mortal Kombat game I've experienced to new players that I've ever come across. Because be interesting, and uh, people are talking about like you know, there doesn't you know the combos aren't as long and the execution doesn't necessarily have to be there. I think you have to be more on point now than you've ever had to be, especially with kind of a constantly being aware of your meter, uh, your defensive meter, your crushing blows. You have to keep track of those because you only get them once, once a game, so you want to make sure you're going to get it to secure that round. I got you. Yeah, you know I mean, so well, if we're being completely honest here, MKX was just. Who can pull off their
1: high combo string first, and not be able to get out of it? Because that game had a lot of flair and it was a lot of fun. It was it was was a lot of aspects, extremely flashy. It was boiled down to combos because you had one resource to manage, and then you know if you blew your load too early, you know you can't be blowing loads like that, right? Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. No, that's that's definitely the way the way it is. uh, with, With X, this one is more reliant on being aware of your resources and if you're into that you're like it i like it um now don't get me wrong I, this game has pissed me off quite a few times so far because there are things that should hit that just don't sometimes hitbox issues or just i think that's part of it and it's an early build so i'm not going to judge them too hard I mean, we it. got a month yeah well this this is this this build is early this is something that they've had since the, like december probably yes in the back pocket
1: well if they because this one the de- de- debut was, January, right? Like, like yeah. mid-January? So
0: this is something that they've had in, probably in the bag for quite some time. Um, I'm curious on which characters I'm going to gravitate towards. Now, yeah, ba- I'm kind of curious too. Based on footage, um, Sonya comes to mind. Sonya's probably going to be the, the big one in Sub-Zero. Obviously, I really wanted Sub-Zero to be in this fucking thing so bad. Because uh, I've seen a lot of footage of Scorpion. I think that's kind of the general... He's the poster boy. Yeah, the general thought when it comes to any kind of Mortal Kombat game, you always get a lot of Scorpion, which is fine. Uh, Scarlet, I, I've never really had interest in her from a character standpoint to a gameplay standpoint. She's never appealed to me, ever. Um, Baraka, you know, he's Baraka. Oh, yeah, we spoke about Baraka. Yeah. Um, now, moving forward, I'm really curious to what the general population is going to feel. Because I think the fighting game community is going to eat this shit up and love it. No doubt, in my yeah. mind.
1: You want to take bets on who our mains are going to be? Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe next week. Yeah.
1: Like, you do who you think I'm going to play the shit out of
0: just like based on what we got so far or
1: i mean because we've had i don't know a couple dozen matchups mm-hmm. we know how the other person plays and which characters we gravitate towards absolutely so. have you been watching footage of this have I you been I have. you been keeping up okay yeah, I've been keeping up
0: all right um okay we could we could, we could look
1: into it like uh, i said i still kind of got my reserves about the game i want it, to it's one thing to watch it and it's another thing to
0: play it and feel it it's it's incredibly fun to watch man i will say that Yeah.
1: no definitely that that's that's very easily said
0: um it's, it's a lot of fun to play you just got to know you have to this, this is not something that you're going to be able to pick up right away and practice and granted i understand why they don't put a practice mode in this build there's no practice mode at all because the you're whole point
1: get to jump the gun with well, a lot of these characters not
0: even just that but the whole point is to test the servers and if you're not on the servers you're defeating the purpose <laughs> right so um I understand why they're not doing that. But it would have been nice to get like a little bit of a tutorial. This is how our new mechanics work. Because I still have yet to pull off a wake-up. Yeah, and I'm you know, sure we'll
1: get that opening tutorial like we always do.
0: And you know me. I'm the fucking king of wake-ups. I will fucking wake you up. With and, that wake-up rap? Yeah, I will wake you up. for breakfast? Yeah, I'll wake you up and fuck you up kind of shit. But it's not, you know, it's it's different. So uh, it's very neutral, footsies-reliant. And uh, if you're into that, you'll like it. But So there's that. Um, now, I will say this. Another thing that fucking irked me. This morning, or was it yesterday? Whatever it fucking was. If you're going to play the stress test, I don't give ah, a f- yes. fuck what my record is, and it's not great. It's, it's probably the worst it's ever been in any fighting game I've ever played. Um, fucking play against the people who you get matched up against. I grant, you know, connection. If the reason is connection, fine. But a lot of the times, it's just you not wanting to play against me based on my record or whatever. What's the point? You know what I mean?
1: Especially, it's different once the full game's out and everybody yep. has their hands on it, but I stress tests or like you know a beta version and this just, and it's not carrying over y- your priority should be getting in and getting as much game time in as
0: possible yeah and not fucking around waiting for people to join which i will say man it's moving man it moves uh it connects you really fast to a person and it tells you what type of it tells you what type of connection they're using so if they're directly plugged in or if they're using wi-fi uh that gives you you know the the, the quality of the connection and if you want to play it like i said if you want to if you want to not play me based on the quality of the connection, that's fine. My internet's pretty fucking good, so that's not it. You know what I mean? I don't know. But, um, yeah, man. Another thing, a small beef um, with uh, the customizing right now, because obviously it's a beta. It's not built to really save your shit. But uh, I would like it for it to save, like, if I make some changes, like, vision changes. I'm sure that's going to be an option. Yeah. No, absolutely. But um, I'm saying, like, I like oh this is what the scorpion i want them to look like and then yeah, I, I put have it fun up. with the extras on the full build yeah you know i build up build it up or whatever so i'm actually surprised it has pretty good depth when it comes to that like if you want to customize your shit you can do it and there's some there's some options there you can definitely do that but another it saves. So that's the only that's the only negative thing about it um but yeah that's kind of my overview i'm looking forward to it um i'm really looking forward to getting into the lab because that's when that's, That's when the magic happens, yeah. man. When
1: you're in the kitchen cooking.
0: Yeah, so I'm um, the, the lab is good, really gonna tell me how I feel about it. Um, my, I just I'm sad. I, it's sad for me to say. For me personally, I think my defensive skills are gonna be really uh, hindered because I have yet to learn this new wake up system. You
1: yeah, weren't you the one that told me learn to block you moron yeah well there's that no,
0: <laughs> i can block it's just the wake-ups and the rollouts and the get the breakaways that are gonna i'm gonna have to learn because i'm you know i was pretty good with the breaker i knew when to use it you know what i mean uh now i might have to learn this new hole this other side of my game which i've always felt i don't know you could attest to this or not but gameplay wise my defense was always really good i always knew when the block i always knew that when the break all that stuff my defense was always very good. And that's what I think Coffee told me that one time. He's like, it's not so much the offense. He's like, I just can't fucking get in because you're really good at knowing where and where to block. And that's true. So um, I'm going to have to learn. And uh, it's a learning experience. I haven't really had to learn Mortal Kombat. In a couple years. Yeah. yeah. Like I've had to learn some of this shit.
1: Should be fun, man. Should be revitalizing and rejuvenating. Absolutely. So both
0: the players and the series. Absolutely. So I guess we'll see what it's like that moving forward. Very but cool. Any closing thoughts on that? Uh, give it a shot. Definitely um, learn. Something new worth to try? Because I think it's definitely going to be real easy for older players or players who are more casual to get in and be like, I don't like it, and then walk away. You know what I mean? It's it's different, and you're going to have to learn. You're not going to enjoy it unless you're going to attempt to learn this game. All right? So that's my, kind of my opinion on that moving forward. All right. Let's go ahead and move on. Do you have a game? Do you have your – where were you today? No.
1: Do you? No, I do not. All right, moving on. Yep. So uh, let's talk some – Music news and reviews, and we'll save the March Madness for last. Oh, I we think. do the March Madness last, um, because these these are pretty short things. Yeah. So August Burns Red announced a the tour. They are yep. on tour with Silverstein, Silent Planet. Should be fun. Nasty tour. I'd be, su- I would not be surprised if most, if not all, of those sold out.
0: Uh, I think it's pretty, pretty easy for that to happen. It's I think stacked, man. It's a good tour, Stacks,
1: and it's a ten-year of.
0: Constellations. Constellations. It's that's yeah. stacked. ABR
1: man. also dropped a thirty two song bracket of their best songs. Or I think it might have been sixty four song sixty four thing bracket of like problems. some of their best singles and stuff. And I think Whitewashed is gonna make it to the final and Mariana's trench. I think those I, two I are think easily
0: semi finals. Easily. I think you're underestimating composure.
1: Yeah, I, I I think so, but I think it's fair to say one if not both of those is gonna
0: make it to at least semi. I what I you know what I love about August Burns Red? They're yeah. very um they don't take themselves too seriously. Did you see the promo for the video? The video promo? No, I did not for the tour. Yeah. No, I didn't see it. They, they did this previously with uh, when Messengers came out. Um, it was uh, when the Messengers, there was just like one of them hanging out in the back of the bus with the candle in their hand. They're just like, dude, Messengers 10 years old, right? <laughs> well, so that, that was like the promo for that one. But Constellations, because you know the cover with the guy holding like a balloon yeah. or whatever. It's, just, I think it's a kite. Whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. No, I think it was a balloon. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it is. So, um, it's they're like, oh, they're like, oh, I love our bandwalks. And they're all hanging out. They're like, but where's Dustin? And there he is in the middle of a field holding up a balloon and like a fucking morph suit. <laughs> and they're like, dude, he's like, dude, Constellation's 10 years old. They're like, what's that? They're like, that's the song with White. That's the album with Whitewash. They're like, no, it was Marianne Trench She's like, oh, yeah, those are all our songs on that album. Oh, Yeah. And then, you know, they play the opening for Whitewash. And the next thing you know, they're all wearing the fucking more suit and the whole thing a fucking thing They're Like I said, they don't take themselves too seriously, which is why I enjoy them.
1: Well, granted, they drop a Christmas album pretty consistently every year. Absolutely. And do uh, you ever seen the their family feud entry thing? No. Like, What's up, Steve Harvey? We're August Burns Red. And this is why we should be on Family Feud. <laughs> I mean, okay. yeah, man. Good band. Check it out. I'm probably going to hit one one of their shows. I don't know if I want to go to the House of Blues one yet or the Pops one
0: yet. We'll see what happens. I, I, you know, I love it's it. a Monday or,
1: or it's a Monday or a Wednesday, yeah. and it's the week of Fourth of July, man. We we kind of got the short end of the stick, but I get it. You know, you can't appease everyone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, in oh,
1: addition to that, we're also getting some Forty One coming around in May.
0: So, Sum Forty One announced a little tour of smaller venues. They decided that they were gonna Bottom Lounge play. Bottom Lounge, Bottom Lounge, yeah, Bottom. they're gonna play smaller venues because they're like, you know what? It's been a while, and we want to get close to you guys. Which so, I
1: think last year they did the ten year of Does This Look Infected, and they did Concord yeah yeah and
0: that's significantly bigger yeah definitely so uh the max capacity for the bottle lounge is what 600 probably is four it, is it really it's 400 people oh you're lying no it's 400 people and i'm pretty sure that's including the
1: bar next door no i don't think it's including the bar yeah <laughs> bro it's 400 people really yeah it's it's dirt nasty low
0: well that's that's good though because i think it's gonna it fits the whole purpose of the tour i like some 41 and i think I it's a weekend them. i think it's a weekend maybe we'll take a trip we'll our see.
1: entire may is stacked so we'll have to see yeah yeah i think all our weekends are taken up so far Interesting. We got wedding shows, conventions, all that good shit going on.
0: All right, buddy. So this one's you.
1: Oh, yeah. So have you heard of this kazoo incident? No. So our uh, – uh, I'm, I'm not going to call them our, our whatever. Uh, the Westboro Baptist Church is up to no good again, right? And I don't know Shock. what the fuck they were protesting. But essentially a band of metalheads got together and they all bought kazoos and they just fucking kazooed at them all day while they were protesting. <laughs> and you want to know about the best part about all this? Um, this was all organized by Randy Blythe. Oh, <laughs> Lamb of, of God. God. God Okay Yeah man Uh, Oh The main concert in Bottom Lounge Is 700 people I'm sorry uh, Didn't I say that Damn, <laughs> holy shit There's no way you could fit 700 people in there
0: Like sardines But probably Unless there's another venue room That we don't know about No it's just The bar The back room And above But above is a, Maybe
1: like, 700 is for the whole thing Damn For the concert people.
0: hall Cause I know that uh, Upstairs can fit 200 Cause I was gonna get married there 700 people Yeah damn <laughs> all right whatever yeah. so yeah the kazoos that's interesting yeah
1: and i just thought it was hilarious because randy blythe was like yeah let's go and fuck with them. they are gonna <laughs> fuck with our shit we're gonna fuck with their shit absolutely why not good fuck stuff him. he's he's very like you seen him recently yeah he looks he's weird very shaggy yeah i don't I think saw, it's a bad thing i saw certainly. him
0: with uh dreads not too long ago i'm like i don't know if that fits you, I,
1: you know do you I ain't going to judge, but this dude's still got some pipes. Yep. I think that's all that matters at the end of the day.
0: Fair enough. So I didn't know where to put this next one. Uh, Tom DeLonge from League Two is getting himself his own history channel show about aliens. So we know he's a little bit of an alien guy. Yeah so it's
1: gonna be him and the professor from ancient aliens the, sure what's his face the whole, you know crazy here yeah. yeah
0: i don't know but uh he like i said he's getting his own thing so. well
1: i was watching the travis barker interview with uh you know the joe Rogan travis barker episode and travis barker said like this isn't like a shtick this is yeah. really who he is he's he would, like really like yeah. dedicated to this like they would go out and smoke weed and be like look out the window of the tour bus like hey man you know there's something really out there and stuff absolutely so i guess if it makes him happy and like well, you know i just want to see Tom time to launch again yeah yeah in 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 blink but if we get them on history channel i guess that's just as good because you know it's in the past now
0: absolutely <laughs> <You're> stupid <laughs> uh but yeah so i thought that was kind of like i said i didn't know where to put it i was gonna put it in the notes but i'm like eh, yeah, i will throw out a music fuck it very cool all right so let's do this 10 song set list game i got my 10 song set list i do as well
1: all right you go first
0: all right we got in oh, order hang on. what was the band that we're doing so everybody knows we're doing alexis on fire all right um because of their hype and they're also going to be talked about in a minute yeah, so we're gonna get over that yeah so uh i'm gonna start off I got young cardinals, boiled frogs, uh, rough hands, forty-four calorie love letter, old old crows, dog blood crisis, accept crime, drunks, lovers and sinners and saints, and this is gonna only be anywhere in the world because I'm a fucking crisis mark. I can't help it.
1: Yeah, crisis is a is a monument of a fucking album. Yeah, we actually have some pretty similar stuff in different order. I think we're gonna have like a two or three song difference here um so i'm gonna open up with boiled frogs because if you want to get a crowd moving that's how you fucking do it yeah transition into rough hands familiar drugs because you got to play the new single Hi. i forgot about that. <laughs> Is there a new single i think i meant
0: to include it i just didn't
1: yeah then we have accidents from uh, watch out i think that's such a great fucking song it's got that like i don't know man it's got like a really almost like 70s kind of vibe if so, there was metalcore in the 70s listen it's not bad production it just feels like rough yeah like a good way like yeah. r- like Sandpaper should be rough, like uh, Spit It Out by Slipknot on a self titled kind of way. Rougher, man. Rougher. Rougher than that. Yeah, Spit It Out. Spit It Out's production was pretty decent. Oh. It wasn't. It wasn't what we see now. It wasn't compared to anything else on the album. Yeah, but you could still hear a lot of everything that's going on in the track. Listen to it again, man. You'll be surprised, especially oh. with those headphones. All right. With those headphones, you'll hear a lot more. I promise you that much. I guarantee it. Yeah. Maybe it's not so much production, so much if you're listening through it with this little string and a fucking monster can on the end.
0: Um, <laughs> What's with you and monster cat references today? <laughs> um,
1: so after accidents, we're gonna do Young Cardinals. I think that's a f- such a fucking good song. Dog's blood off that EP. Forty-four caliber love letter. Uh, this is one of them that I thought was fucking hilarious, and it's kind of like I don't want to say it's a deep cut because it's a recent EP, like a three-song EP they dropped it's called the phys- the philosophical significance of shooting my sister in the face an essay <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine drunk drunks love sinners and saints and then this could be anywhere as 10 I think that's just like the best way you can end out a, a- set list of this man
0: yeah like i said if i could include uh this could be anywhere in the world i would have done it like five times but i figured that's breaking the rules yeah <laughs> all right so that was our ten song set list uh speaking of which quick shout out to our boys at lost boys collection collective collective <laughs> whoops <laughs> cool. yeah sorry uh they were giving us a little bit of a retweet out there on the twitter land uh saying like a really nice thing that was nice yeah man uh it's good to see um this next chapter, I don't know if you listen to Snow yet. I haven't got a chance to listen it, to it. It's like a bit of
1: uh, divergence from what they did previously, but it's nice to see that they're very um, skilled in many aspects. But uh, one of the dudes, the writer, said, we've been working on this for five years. Wow. Like, Holy shit. So they must be, you know, they're clearly not in this for the money because if you were, you'd be cranking out something every year. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, but, yeah, shout out to those guys. We we did, a, I think it was 108 that we did a review of the Yellow Wallpaper and that whole part. Five four yeah. EP whatever it was. Check that shit out if you haven't
0: already. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, man. We, we appreciate the shout out. All
1: right. Now let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yep. Uh. So we did a thirty-two song album bracket, and we took four kind of subgenres of the the core community. We did hardcore, post-hardcore, metalcore, and uh. Help me out with this last one. Deathcore. Deathcore. All right. And so we kind of broke that up to four albums a piece within these four subgenres what kind of represents each as a whole and then we did a 32 album bracket and we kind of mixed things up so you're going to see deathcore versus like post hardcore and mm-hmm. shit of that nature and we kind of divided up this bracket i took top eight you took bottom eight um let's go bottom up let's start with yours and work all right our way up to mine. you so, want to give a
0: little explanation like, tell me the lineup and why you chose what you did all right so first off we're going to start off with harm's way post human and jesus peace only self so these are two I already know what's going to win this one. Do you? Do you? you think you know? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, these are two hardcore bands that happen to get lined up in the randomized machine. I'm actually going to go with Jesus Peace, Only Self. Why is that? I just like I like the sludginess of it. All. Now, don't get me wrong. Harm's Way did a great job. with. I think they made my top five last year. Did they not?
1: Yeah, I think they were like four or three.
0: Yeah, they were close. I like the, the, the album. I think it sounds good. But kind of hopping off what you said, I liked kind of that sludgier kind of production-wise because it was not as clean. Uh, maybe because they don't have as big of a budget. I don't know, but uh, I think
1: this is a pretty fair and even lineup. Yeah, it just comes down to I know, I, I appreciate that you didn't pick favorites on this one. I didn't. I, think
0: I have another one in on here. You're gonna be like, no way.
1: I'll probably. I, I already know which one it is.
0: Do you? Yeah. Okay. I think well, I do. We'll get there when we get there.
1: But, no, I feel you, man. There's something really. Just, there's just something inherently excellent about grimy music and grimy production Mm -hmm. and granted it doesn't work out all the time for every single band but this jesus peace album really kind of encapsulated that absolutely
0: so i did that uh are you taking winners here are you writing on the winners yes i am i'm currently updating them excellent okay i just wanted to make sure all right next up on my lineup i got holy war by that artist murder mashed up with seosin by seosin this was a tough one yeah
1: did you like have difficulty
0: i i listened to them both and i don't know if it's nostalgia it could be Sayosin? Sayosin took the win on this one. Uh, give it to Sayosin. Uh, I think it's the, their, that self-titled album is just so fucking good, and it does all the right things. Uh, it has a lot of good singles, You're Not Alone, the Voices. There's a lot of good shit it on came it.
1: came out at, at the right time, too, man. Was it was a... like
0: 2007, probably 2006-ish, yeah. probably. Um, don't get me wrong. Thy Murder, Is Murder, uh, the Holy War album is so good. I loved it, but... I just, I don't get it. I might be in You don't think
1: it's it's going to end up being a timeless, like Sayosin? Uh, yeah, not quite.
0: I, I think because you the fact that you and I were able to de- pick, de- debate which one we would put on here instead, I think kind of shows where it stands comparatively because Seosin came out naturally to the both of us because we were both going to put it on, her, on our on our yeah. list. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like I said, Die Artist Murdered, this is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Definitely listen to it. But you're, it's going to be very hard to beat sin
1: yeah, man. Like, like I said, there's, there's a difference between a good album and a, and a good classic album. Yeah, there's a strong, hard-defined line there,
0: and sin is one of those. It yeah. falls in that category. This one, the easiest one to pick. I, it, I think <laughs> it was an
1: unfair matchup. Absolutely, yeah. and because I totally agree with you, although I do love both albums. Yeah. So, in, in their own rights. Now, so the lineup is, Alex is on fire. Versus Crisis. Jeff, yeah. Versus Jeffrey Cowboy Doom. Uh, you already know who won. Yeah. Crisis,
0: crisis pretty much ran away with this. but I think it'd be very hard to now. What I'm most interested in is the matchup for the next, next round. But, uh, uh, Alexis on fire crisis. I mean, I like job for a cowboy passing, but they're not my, my.
1: Yeah. And you know, coming from a guy who thoroughly enjoys job for a cowboy. Who's, you know, I had my story last week of how they were my introduction into crack cocaine metal. Um, (laughs) you know, the heavier stuff, right. The gateway drug type of shit. Yeah. Um, Crisis is a monument of an album. It, yeah. It covers all the bases, <laughs> emotional, political, everything. Everything you could ever want in a good, proper, like, post-hardcore metalcore album. Like, it even...
0: You got to listen to it
1: if you haven't. You already know what
0: I'm talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. So, don't really have to get into much detail about this one. So, this one was pretty hard. I think this was probably one of the bigger matchups that I looked at. Okay, so, quick question. I know
1: this is your favorite for, for an autopsy album. Mm-hmm. Is this your favorite lay Dying album, too? so the matchup is S.L.A. dying an ocean between us and fit for an autopsy the great collapse yeah so that's the lineup so it's your favorite S.L.A. Yeah, dying as well
0: I, yeah i so, think so. so
1: so it's a it's a death core versus metal core yeah and what do you think
0: now it was this one was hard
1: because they're both really great albums in their respective scenes
0: yeah now i think as a whole i think as I Lay dying edges out a little bit but that's fair two two things for the sake of variety and just because i feel like the same sing- the singles on the great collapse rip a little bit harder i'm gonna go with fit for an autopsy because okay. like i said as an album i think it might be a little bit of a better story i think it fits i think there's more of a um mission statement with as la dying's uh effort but i just like fucking hydra bro that song fucking kicks so much ass
1: <laughs> we should uh we should do a little debate here of who did more for the Metal genre. Will Putney or As I Lay Dying. And that'll be an interesting fight.
0: Let's put that on the docket for next week for sure. it will <laughs> right? be an interesting I like that, fight. I, I like that argument.
1: Um, okay. So next one. I think I know this one too. Um, We kind of spoke about Dance, Gave, and Dance. The, the the lineup is Dance, Gave, and Dance Mothership. Motionless and White Creatures. And we have strong feelings about Motionless and White. And the whole Dance, Gavin and Dance thing that we mentioned is that it's very era-esque. Yeah. Depending on which era you you know, you like which singer you like is going to be where your favorite album lies.
0: Yeah. This, this wasn't the the dance, Gavin dance album. I would have put on here. This, but this was your selection. Uh, not a bad album. Gave it a listen. Just overall. I don't know if it's a me thing. I've always thought they were mid tier and a lot of people put them higher than that. I, I always thought them as like a B plus kind of a band. And a lot of people put them higher, way higher than that. So, uh, creature man creatures, that album, did so much good stuff for a debuting band yeah. that you can't even compare the two abigail still smacks yeah still does a lot of those songs still fucking rip so uh
1: dot com the snow my one it. two
0: Mechanical misconception yeah yeah there's
1: a lot of good stuff on that creatures album and i i think i put both these albums on here actually you did yep. and i mentioned it previously but this is an album i hold in very high regard and this is coming from a guy who hasn't kept up with Motionless in White in a very
0: long time. That, that is the same for me as well. But Creature's very, very good. I still go back to it every now and then. All right.
1: Now we got now we got a juicy one. Yeah. yeah this so, one was, was probably rough for you, huh?
0: Not yeah. as rough as you think.
1: Yeah. I think I know what your choices do.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. So the Devil Wears Prada, Dead Throne, which we've spoken about is probably the, the, the Devil Wars Prada, not EP-related music that I probably hold us in the highest regard. Against I Kill the Prom Queen Beloved, I chose... I Killed the Prom Queen. I Killed the Prom Queen yep. for a couple of reasons. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like I said, Death Throne fucking kicks so much ass, but we're talking about an, an album by a band. I Killed the Prom Queen. That was their like reemergence, even though they fucking since disappeared uh, into the, 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 the genre and back into the scene. And it just fucking kicked so much ass. Uh, they have so many good fucking songs on here. And this last album, kind of the inverse of the, the, the fifth part, not as I dying argument as an album. I think it's better. I think, I don't know. I love Death throne and it's so good, but there's something about, it's a visceral experience. Uh, I killed the prom queen. When you listen to it, you fucking feel it. And my wife feels it too. Cause I, I, I lobby this to her. I'm like, let me see what she has to say. And she's like, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I love Dead Wars Prada, but uh, man, that that I killed the Prom Queen album so fucking. Anyway, I seen them play those songs live, and it fu- at Warp Tour, which is not the best res- representation for a live band because of the sound. And they still nailed it. And they fucking murdered front row. That shit was fucking stupid. So I took, I killed the Prom Queen over yeah. Dead Thrones. For like I said, for because I, I do think it is a little bit of a better album and for the sake of variety, I want to throw Gape for a loop on a couple of these. Sure. So if, And if you would have told me that Death Throne would have made it out of the first round, I would have fucking had a heart attack. But I'm it's just
1: the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Because another one of our favorite albums doesn't make it out of the first round. Uh this lineup is Code Orange, uh Forever versus Vanna's Void. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got a, I got a couple more. What do you mean a couple more? What are you
0: looking at? I got uh They're only chasing safety I'm Your as blood runs black and your friend there. oh whoops i need to scroll down <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like why are these not showing up yeah like, oh, i didn't scroll down so this is the easiest fucking one i i decided you got
1: a bad lineup or a bad matchup yeah I because think... the album it's not bad i don't love it i know you enjoy it yeah but the fact that i think you could have put any most of these albums up they're only chasing safety and it would have been a sweep first round
0: yeah So, um, like you said, Amir kind of got the rough end of the stick. I enjoyed this album a lot, but They're Only Chasing Safety is a fucking masterpiece. I think
1: Amir would have been a different story if it was in the next matchup. Yeah, definitely. Because this one is also kind of a sweep. Yeah. I'd say for you at least.
0: Yeah. Um, They're Only Chasing Safety, man. Yeah. No, nothing to be said there. Yeah, I don't have to talk about it. Come on now. And moving along, You're the Knife. Uh, ultimate aggression against as blood runs black allegiance. If this were you, I think the result might be a little bit different. Yeah. But I chose Year of the Knife because I like it. It's a you know I'm not super familiar with Year of the Knife, and I'm not really honestly, Gabe, I'm not really super familiar with Blood Runs Black too. I know they're one of your bands that you look at as is one of your like you said your entry points. Not bands, the album. Yeah. <laughs> um, but did you at least re-listen to Allegiance? Uh, do I listen to singles? Not bad, honestly. It's thick. Yeah, it's not next. bad. Uh, but for me. Because I'm a hardcore kid at heart. Yeah, I understand. Man. I'm a deathcore kid. <laughs> yeah, so um, I chose Year of the Knife, but closer than I probably thought it would have been.
1: That Give that whole Allegiance album a listen through, man. It's only uh, 40 minutes, but that thing packs a lot of grime and pop into
0: it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to take a look
1: And at it. And it's unfortunate because I really, like, man, this album is great, but when Speedy left and kind of the whole band fell apart... And this new Christian Bartholomew guy came in, it hasn't been the same thing. Christian since. Bartholomew. <laughs> it just really, this band can has you, not
0: been. Can you think of a more religious name than Christian Bartholomew?
1: <laughs> maybe.
0: <laughs> All right. Maybe, maybe. Now it's my turn, right? Yeah. So those are my winners. Uh, what, that's, that's eight. We're down to eight or whatever. So Very cool. Let's go.
1: Here's my first lineup It is <clears throat> Someday Came Suddenly by Attack Attack and Fake History by Let Live. Now, I have a strong preference here. I'm sure you do. But I'm not letting it win. Simply because of the fact that I think Fake History did a lot more for its respective genre at the time. At the time, because remember when Someday Came Suddenly, it did a lot of new stuff, but not everybody was on board with it.
0: It's it's funny that you say that, because I'm going to agree with your choice. But I think that logic is interesting. Well, all right, hear me out.
1: I think if we're saying... If you got a room of, a, of like 100 metalcore kids, right? And you said, what's the best Attack Attack album? I think you'd get a decent chunk of kids saying Someday Came Suddenly. But then you get a nice chunk of kids saying all the other albums. But if you say, if you got 100 post-hardcore kids and you said, what's the best Let Live album? You got two choices, buddy. You got two choices and I promise you like 70% of that's going to be fake history. That's fair. And that was my logic to it. I I do like Someday Came Suddenly more. It just kind of fits what I'm looking for in that. And the whole MySpace Core thing, you know, I'm a sucker for that. Yes, you are. And I do enjoy (laughs) uh, fake history a lot. But I just, I I went for, I didn't want this to be cliche. I didn't want to pick my favorites here. I went for what kind of did more for its respective genre. Because Attack Attack never truly came back to that same Someday it came suddenly vibe, and okay. for some that was a deal breaker, and for some it was a reinvention of the band. This is true. So controversial, well, back in the day controversial album, maybe now not so much. Yeah, but fake history is gonna take it. Excellent. And sorry, Caleb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's doing fine, Gabe. I promise you, he'll be yeah. alive. he be fine.
1: All right, so this next one was another kind of unfair matchup, but that's just the way it happens sometimes. That's, Those that's switch engage, uh, the end of heartache, and red, white, and green by upon a Ponte burning body. Ugh, man, you know who takes it. It's Killswitch Engage. This album dropped. Whoa! It's Killswitch. Are you kidding me? I thought you were totally going to throw me a fucking curveball on that one. No, no, man. It's Killswitch Engage. Okay. I love Upon a Burning Body. Yeah. And they're they're one of the bands that brought me into Deathcore.
0: You know what I'm stoked about? What? That we're actually
1: not choosing our favorites. That we're actually, I'm not. Because yeah. I, I do have... Uh, this is another one where I have a preference album-wise because... You know Upon a Burning Body. They bring a lot of their own flair into the into the scene. Excellent. But when the Kill Switch album dropped, it really did kind of set everybody back. Yes, it did. And, you know, granted, they are graduating towards dad metal, if not the oh, granddaddy of dad metal right now. Shut up. <laughs> but that's okay, because bands change, but this album won't. And that's what's important here. Excellent. Because it's cemented in. As a classic
0: I gotta swore Okay keep going man
1: Yeah man uh, And then this one uh, I kind of touched on this. It's sad to say But it's Code Orange Forever And Vanna Void uh, I love Vanna Void I love it so much I wanna You know But it's very top heavy Void is And it trails off
0: Honestly Gabe You wanna, wanna hear something Controversial coming from me Sure I probably would've done Pick, Pick, Pick Code Orange too Cause I think it's a better album And I yeah, I, I, I agree I think Digging is the best Vanna single of all time Probably Yeah I think flowers to- up there
1: yeah toxic uh toxic pretender. Pretender. that's banger yeah. but the problem
0: is is that this is an album yep so yep
1: yep yep yepers and that's all we got to say because i mean we did a whole ass review we did like an hour-long review of void yeah listen to that <laughs> okay so this one was interesting so we got a uh, bone palace ballet Chiodos and amorosa or relativity amorosa i give it to Chiodos. okay and yeah. here's the thing i think amorosa gets too much credit and I think Chiodos is kind of in the back of everybody's minds now. Because when they were big, they were big and they, they did huge. their thing, right? But now huge. it's... Who's talking about Chiodos now? Nobody's. Nobody And that's fine because they're not out and about. They're not doing Active, shit yeah. anymore. But can we just like slow down for a second here? Like These guys did so much in such a short amount of fucking time and dropped so many good albums. It's like, like are we just going to suddenly forget about... like? You know, like Pink Floyd, and we're going to forget about like, all these wow. giants. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Chiodos fan. I'm did really you review that. this album? Did you actually like look yes, through it? Yes, I did. And it was, that. That's my mentality right here. It's like, that I'm Relativity is good. It's a good album. And that's where it stops. Bone Palace Ballet is a great album. It's an experience. It, nobody talks about this. Nobody does. It's like, I feel like if you want to talk about Chiodos, you got to turn on that, that switch in the back of your head. It's like, oh, I used to listen to Chiodos. Like, what do you mean used to? We still listen to Chiotos in this bitch. Yeah. And that's true. Is, it's kind of, you feel me? You see where I'm coming from? is a great band. I feel like a lot of people are still talking about Amorosa. I'm like, oh my, God, oh my God, oh my God, I get it. It has a lot of more maybe mainstream appeal. You know what's interesting about that? What? I think
0: uh, Chioto set the stage for a band like Amorosa to even be a thing. Yeah,
1: I would totally agree with that. That's a fair statement. Yeah. They, you know, they loosened the mayo jar and Amorosa just kind of uncapped it. Popped it, yep. Yeah. And... That's just kind of where my head's at right now. Fair a enough. lot of people are still Emerosa, Emerosa, Emerosa. and you know, granted, they reach kind of maybe a wider audience. Chiodo's
0: is comes out on top, man. I think. And it's funny, look like you know, looking. I think honestly, th- this Bone Palace Ballet out might be a dark horse to win this whole fucking thing. I like like looking. I'm looking over the like the lineup, and yeah. I'm like, man, that's that's so good. Maybe we should give round two a nice little shuffle. Maybe. Yeah, just yeah. kind of switch it up. Maybe.
1: So, yeah, man, I just thought that was kind of a uh, a thought there. Yeah. Because when's the last time anybody mentioned Chiodos? Fair Especially enough. Especially this album, right? Arguably yeah. the best Chiodos album.
0: Yeah. True. All right. Next Proud of you for up. that one, Gabe. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, <laughs> I, I just, you know? Yeah. You feel me? I feel you, dude. All right. Next one. I uh, hate to see it go, but Great American Ghost got a terrible lineup against all that remains fall of ideals Ooh. one of like one of the earliest metalcore albums i could remember dude when this thing dropped it was fast it was nasty it was disgusting the production yes. was great and it had that like guttural scream on six that was like fucking like 35 seconds long <laughs> i was like holy shit this soul th- this album and like overcome and you know their next couple of albums leading up took me through high school like all those workout days all those gym rat days all those track running days all that remains was a good chunk of all that. Yeah, and I love Great American Ghost, and I'm super excited to see what they're cranking out next. And I think they're doing a lot of good things for the hardcore genre right now. But this is a newer, up and coming band that will one day aspire to greatness, versus a band that achieved it, it, it achieved. twelve years prior. Correct. And I, you know, I almost feel guilty <laughs> giving All That Remains it, but I don't because you know I just have a lot of stock in Great American Ghost, and I think you do. Yeah, as yeah, well. uh, definitely. I like But... That.
0: It's hard to beat the classics, man.
1: It, it, it's hard to, it really yeah. is. And we, you know, we chose albums we thought was best representative of this genre. We included a lot of new stuff, but a lot of old stuff, and it's just the way the cookie crumbles. I feel like I'm going to say that a lot today. <laughs> so that took it. All right, all right. Let's talk. So this one's going to be interesting. Chariot, long live, and a White Chapel marker. See, this is this is another one of those. So it's, it's really a coin toss, or like a smidge away. Man, I love the chariot, but there's no butt. I love the chariot. Yeah, they're great. They're they're bangers. Now White takes it. Yeah, there's the butt. That's the butt. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't even think you could have. And granted, we did eight albums per 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 thing, right? And you're the one that said it because you put White on here. You said we can't have a bracket, a, a deathcore bracket without White and this is fact. Granted it would irk people like you and me, but I think you could very easily have a bracket without The Chariot. No, you're right. And this is mean, one of those where I have a preference, but I got to give it to the album that encompasses.
0: Well, you say that. I'm the one that put The Chariot on the list and they almost didn't make the list. So you're right. <laughs> you know? Uh I'm just
1: saying, man, I think we both like The Chariot more than oh, we like Oh the yeah, chapel. absolutely. Monuments more.
0: I've seen I've seen The Chariot live and it is the, one of the most bananas cuckoo crazy shows i've ever seen in my life
1: yeah well now they're all in their own little thing yeah like uh holy gold and fever and uh you know, some of them are still latering about yeah interesting Good stuff yeah. so i gotta give it to white chapel though man i don't think it's
0: i love chariot and I, I feel like i gotta say that like like you know you don't have to explain yourself Gabe. We, <laughs> the whole point of this is to make the some white chapel choices. album
1: <laughs> brings a level of no, nah, I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, this next one. I mean, what do you got? Jesus Christ! How many did you grab? This is my last one, actually. Okay. Actually, no, I got Dustmas. Okay. We split it. Uh, this next one is Knock Loose," "Laugh Tracks," and "The Cleansing Suicide Silence." Ooh, yeah. This you, one is nasty, nasty, nasty. I think you got the harder end of the bracket, Gabe. <laughs> I did get the hard end of the bracket, man. I, 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 you I, want you want to chat about this for a little bit? I want to talk about it. A little All right, bit. let's talk about it. Suicide Silence, when Mitch Luckett was still in the band, was Deathcore. They were, yeah. They were the, the the fucking face of the scene. They like were how Architects is now and ABR is now, right? Correct. Um, when this album dropped, it was something else. It was like that bubble was waiting to burst. But oh, now we're in no. the same <laughs> now. Now we're in the same ballpark with Knocked Loose, man. That bubble is waiting to burst as well. Here's my thing. I gave it to Suicide Silence. Okay, good. <laughs> I I think the album is better as a whole, mm-hmm. but I think the Knocked Loose singles come out swinging with a whole different like.
0: Ferociousness, man. Oof, that's a, even a that's even a tough argument, man. Now here's the deal, real quick. I don't I don't mean to interrupt your train of thought. Sure. Um, now, because you're saying, oh man, the suicide bubble bu- burst, right? And it, it, it did. This was the burst. Now, if this was a comparative conversation between this and maybe Knock Loose's next album, which is not out yet, obviously, then that's a different story because now we're talking about bands that I feel were, at the same time are on the same level of growth right now this is the step before this is this is not the bu- step before they burst like so it's the
1: thing though i don't think that knock loose bubble is going to burst you don't i think they're going to keep on choo chewing. here's my here's my thought process i think that if you get recognized by a lot of bands that have been in the scene way longer than you and have much more grounded roots and they have a steady fan base if they put stock in you you're gonna
0: go you think too. this is a slower burn because you, you White Castle, White, White Castle, White <laughs> Castle, <laughs> <laughs> Suicide Silence, uh, blew up. Wait, hang on, hold, hold on. Where the <laughs> fuck did White Castle come from? <laughs> I thought White Chapel in my it, head, it but just it just slid out. Yeah, it slid out like a slider. slider. I had a slider this weekend. I, I had it for the first time since I got sick. But anyway, um, the the Suicide Silence it blew up. They were they were so big. They're the were thousand ten era. They, I think it's it's hard to say that um, any band in the scene was as big and as popular. Now they brought deathcore to the forefront. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now are you saying that knock loose is more of a slow burn that it's going to gradually launch as opposed to having this big rocket strapped to them. They're at the moon and then fall off. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: Here's my thing. Knock loose does have a rocket strapped to their backs. They went from Kentucky. Nobodies to one of the Kentucky. Somebodies. Yeah. To the, to one of the guys (laughs) representing, Hardcore music as a whole right now. I
0: thought you were going to go with Kentucky on that one.
1: (laughs) I would say Kentucky too. (laughs) You got like Wild Turkey and Four Mm -hmm. Roses and you got a bunch of breweries down there. Colonel Sanders. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't think... All right. Let me phrase this very carefully because I'm trying to get out a specific point. Knocked Loose knows what they have to live up to and they will knock it out of the fucking park.
0: Knocked
1: Loose... it. They will knock it out of the Loose Park... Yeah, there we yeah, go. Sure. You, see, you see what I'm trying to say? Sure. This album currently, Laugh Tracks is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cleansing is a better album. And that's where I'm gonna leave it. At. If like I said, man, if this was maybe different albums or different points in their careers, different chat. And it was already hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to switch it up, it's this, gonna be even harder. This is true. But I had to give it to the cleansing All because right. that album did a lot for the band, for the scene and man I those shirts were everywhere you remember that album cover shirt dude like everybody had those fuckers
0: I was there back in the day yeah. I've seen it yeah, I think dude. I had one at one point
1: very cool I got one last one alright so we got Elisana the emptiness and bless the fall witness <laughs> yeah dude I just been getting the the under the stick all day shit
0: that is tough now it's not tough for me I imagine it would be tough for you the emptiness absolutely it.
1: <laughs> yes. i i liked bless the falls early stuff i think witness yeah. is a good album to get into if you want to get into bless the
0: fall they are like um the pull-ups version of underwear for like metalcore it's like this this the starting like you you like you want to experiment and see if you could pull it off so you start here and then you're like oh man i gotta take a shit in the toilet now and then you go to like something heavier. <laughs> All right. Totally out of left field. Yeah. Sorry. Um, out of the Knock Loose Park. Wow.
1: Holy shit. I've never been derailed so hard on this <laughs> podcast prior.
0: The emptiness versus uh, witness. Go ahead.
1: Fuck, dude. I
0: you can't follow up that. Wow. You can't. Um, I worked on that one. Here's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead.
1: When Bless the Fall took off, it was like a sparkler. I was like, oh, look at me. Look at me. When the emptiness took off, it was a whole different set of fireworks. Okay. And I think there's a lot of credit I'm not giving to Bless the Fall. They deserve every ounce of it for Witness. It for that, good for album, that, yes. <laughs> but The Emptiness is something the that... The emptiness will haunt you. It, it took Post Hardcore and it ripped it up. It teared it up and it said, hey, you think you know Post? No. Now you know Post. And it took a lot of good metalcore roots. And a little bit of everything. It l- little little in. Bit yeah, of it a little bit of a pop l- in there. A little bit of everything in did there. Did a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And that album smacks. Mm-hmm. And I like Witness. DM has got to take it.
0: Absolutely. And how many post albums made it to this round? I feel like a lot. Of, wow. A lot um, of post let's, albums made. Let's make. take a look, man. Let, let, let's do a count. Let's do a count. Hold on, let me, Fake let me
1: history let live. That's one. Hold on, let me get a piece of paper. Hold on. <laughs> oh, he's grabbing a piece of paper. Cuz I want to
0: I generally want to see how how many albums of each genre made it through. Hold on. All right. Copy that.
1: Sorry. Copy that. Yeah. We, we got
0: interesting lineups
1: too. Let me know if you want to shuffle them around. I'll talk about So the four albums, or the four genres, I should say again, are post-hardcore, hardcore, hardcore, deathcore, and metalcore. I put post-metal, death, hard. Very cool. All right, so lineup one is Fake History, so that's one for post. Killswitch Engage, so that's one for metal. Code Orange Forever, hardcore. Bone Palace Chiodos, that's post. All That Remains, that's metal. Whitechapel, that's deathcore. Ooh, that's a nasty lineup. Whitechapel versus All That Remains. Yeesh. Uh, cleansing, Deathcore versus the Emptiness, which is post. <laughs> oh God. Jesus, Peace, Hardcore Hard. versus and self-titled. Oh man, that's post. <laughs> 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 yeah. Crisis, post versus fit for an autopsy. Creatures versus I killed a prom queen. That's not going to be a fun one to deal with, is no, it? No, it's not. They're only chasing safety versus You're the Knife. That's probably the easiest one in the second round, unless you want to mix it up. Maybe. <laughs> Let me know if you want to do a shuffle. I'm fine with that. We'll talk about
0: it. maybe off. But the how many post albums made it?
1: Well, how many of each genre?
0: Three hardcores, which is funny because we're, we're like hardcore heads. Uh, three death cores, four metal cores, and one, two, three, four, five, six, six post hardcores.
1: Holy shit. Only two albums get eliminated? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and those were... What Hanging,
1: are the f- on, I'm looking through them right now. What the fuck got eliminated? Oh, one of them was post hardcore versus post hardcore. So, i like, Didn't make it through.
0: Yeah, and, and then the chariot de- didn't yeah. make it through. No, chariot was me- up uh, hardcore. Hardcore. The other uh, one was uh, dance. Uh, Gavin dance was the other one. Yeah. Wow.
1: Uh, all, the other three are pretty even, but post out here with six. If you would
0: have, t- I would have thought death had the least, but I guess we're wrong. Yeah, maybe, man. Interesting just—I think it just shows where our heads I have. I think,
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I think looking at that numbers, I think we like more post hardcore albums than we give credit to, and I think, than we, and we, think, I about, think yeah. we enjoy more deathcore album than we thought. Th- than we thought, yeah. Maybe we're not hardcore kids,
0: game. We are post hardcore kids. You that's
1: fine, dude. That? Yeah. When you live in the Midwest, that's this is and You're kind of in between all these genres. Because this you're is a uh, post.
0: This is like a. Like a palpable number that we can look at And kind of examine our thoughts Yeah, I didn't think this was going to be the numbers I thought Metalcore
1: and Hardcore were probably going to be leading Maybe tied Deathcore with like two or three albums Just because, you know Just because this album lineup was kind of not in their favor Yeah And Post cool. with like three or four
0: That's interesting yeah, So
1: so we have tangible numbers I think I might want to do a shuffle on some of these albums We could do that. It'll be a clean sweep And I think we have a set winner, honestly If we're looking at this objectively
0: And you, what do you think that is? They're only chasing, oh, they're chasing safety. Because yeah. if
1: this matchups are going to go the way I think it is, this is going to take top. So we should definitely give this a shuffle.
0: And think about it. And I, we mentioned this last week. If we did, like, define the great line. Th- under metal core and it would, this under hardcore. It would have been, been no fucking competition. It would probably be them Them at the end. Who would have thought?
1: Yeah, man. It was a rough one. So that is round one done. And like I said, we're going to do a little shuffle. We're going to post the winners this week. Nice little screen grab and then we're gonna do the next week's lineups yeah and we're not gonna tell you what got shuffled you gotta listen
0: yeah definitely gonna have to listen to that so yeah that was that was the first round very interesting very telling statistics and it was fun um, all right I'm i looking- got
1: uh i got two bangers of the week you should check out okay so the first one like i mentioned previously the last boys collective dropped chapter three snow it's the same setup three song ep very artsy fartsy check it out i enjoyed this okay it's a little bit of a departure from the dirty grimy heavy mixed in with the classical i think it still stands on its own and i think we we're supposed to be getting three more parts because there's five parts okay so we'll see how all this falls into place excellent and i'm keeping up with these guys i think they're very interesting and they're, and they're nice guys guy. apparently yeah so
0: nice uh, guys.
1: so here's my other one i enjoy this band called carousel kings and they're a pop punk band but i think they're everything that's right with pop punk at the moment I think you should check them out. Uh there's new single is called Coldbreaker and they got an album scheduled for May 31st. Check that out. Also okay. the merch they dropped is really fucking good looking, man. They've been really consistent with good looking merch. Like them every time I die baretooth have very excellent and consistent merch. You know, uh, Crown of the Empire has really good looking merch too. Yeah, they do too, man. Yeah. They do too. Devil Wars probably was kind of in a weird spot for the past couple of years, merch wise, but I think they got back on the, footing, yeah, the came, right
0: they were Because uh, they had such a fucking peak with the Reptar shirt. and there was That like,
1: Reptar shirt is classic. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I don't care what you say, man. No, it's like a relic no, you're of the right. times. You're <laughs> right. You don't have to tell me I was there. <laughs> Reptar King of the Ozone shit. She, no, I got that shit
1: playing in the back of my head.
0: Yeah. That right. Scorpion Deathlock. Oh, man. All right. So you got anything? No, man. That was, that was I didn't have Dude, I was so invested on in listening to everything that i could from all these it albums. it was rough it was kind of hard to. but find i think bangers. we
1: covered well you covered your stuff i covered my stuff when we shuffle we'll have less albums to plow through yeah and i think it'll be interesting to see the
0: all right so with that that was the second city kids podcast episode number 110 and uh you know we'll see you back here for one 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 all the way across the board how are you gonna say that one, one, one. Is that is that the plan? One, zero, zero, one, zero. <laughs> All right. So binary. We're speaking of binary now. Anyway. I know binary. You I'm sure you binary? do. No, I don't know binary. I'm non-binary. I'm non-binary. <laughs> You're non-binary. Anyway, that was the Second City Kids podcast. You can go ahead and like us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, all the stuff that you can find your podcast at. Uh, we are Also, we have eight ratings on the, on, on the iTunes store, and we're still a five-star podcast. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but until then, you guys can go ahead and check us out. And uh, deuces.